This week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus is sponsored by Beth Sells Florida, your source for Orlando real estate. And on this week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about a new skyscraper coming to downtown Orlando, a new brewery coming to Ivanhoe Village, and the passing of Orlando icon Billy Maine. Welcome to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And I'm Brandon O'Connor with Bungalower.com. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. So special. Beth Hobart. Hey, Beth Hobart. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be with you guys. <laughs> this is my favorite of the podcast. Oh, we're oh. excited to have you. We keep seeing your name pop up on our podcast recording playlist tracker thing. You're like our only fan. (laughs) (laughs) You and your husband, Jim. Uh, We love you guys. So you're on. Bethy, aren't you like one of the, the top producing Florida realtors? Guilty as charged, I guess. That's so weird to hear. But yes, um, I've been selling real estate for 12 years in Orlando, and I love it. I'm with Mainframe Real Estate, and yeah. I love Mainframe. Is it Mainframe where all the hot guys work? Yeah, yeah. actually it is. <laughs> That's and crazy. the hot ladies. And the hot ladies. Come on. <laughs> don't leave the ladies don't out. One-sided. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and College Park and Winter Park and... All the parks. The downtown bungalow neighborhood. Except for the theme parks. We don't talk. Although All sometimes we talk the about theme the theme park. park. That should be our tagline. All the parks except for the theme Good parks. Good idea, That's not Beth. Bad. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so actually right now we should mention we are at Macbeth Studio, which is uh, Beth's husband's studio in downtown yes. Orlando. He's the other Hobart. Yeah. yeah. He's, right. the, he's the second Hobart. Jim Hobart. <laughs> Macbeth. Local love. Mm-hmm. Orlando. You guys do a lot of love for Orlando uh, stuff. We love Orlando. Yeah. How come? Just because, you know, I think we've lived here. We're both. I mean, I've been here for 20 years. Jim's been here longer. We're UCF grads. Um, so, yeah. So we just love getting involved and we're passionate about the community and doing good. We want to make, make a difference. And, and you want people to move here. So you sell them houses. Yeah, absolutely. Like what? What a better way to entice cool people to move to Orlando than to get them a house. Or yeah. uncool people to be like, you know what? We don't really want you here. <laughs> you should live by the You can live parts. in Kissimmee. Yeah, you, should, you stay down there in, uh, in Claremont. Stay over there in Claremont. No, but you're absolutely right I mean I I end up selling Orlando to people basically because I get to show them you know all the different areas tell them about about cool podcasts and Uh bungalower and really if people are moving downtown that's the source for for everything local so we really do send that information to people I'm glowing so what do we got this week busy week or slow week? not a crazy week are you you feeling better if anybody has seen Brendan's uh Twitter and Facebook. He's basically been dying these last few, uh, uh, few it's days. It's not been a great Aww. few days. You've been sick? You've been, I've been sick. Sicky a little sicky poopy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Where'd you, uh, where'd you eat? Which restaurant? I'm not Name calling them out. I'm not Name calling them out. I mean, food poisoning. Was it Ethos? Because we were at Ethos last week. We were. It's not Ethos. Everybody. I think it was leftovers. Oh, leftover Ethos. No, <laughs> leftover no leftovers. something in my I fridge. Joke, I kid. <laughs> we had a great time last week. I'm just a very sensitive soul, and I yeah. couldn't handle whatever it is that I ate. But you're feeling eighty percent. This is the third day, so third? I'm. I'm okay. <laughs> I like seeing my shadow. So you rose again. You you've rose again on the third day, I did. just yes. like Jesus. You are back from the dead. I, you know, a gentleman wouldn't have said it himself, so I'm glad you said it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So what do we got? What, what's what's happening? Uh, 
Well, I guess everybody's talking about that Tremont Tower thing. Since we're talking about real estate, have you been following that, Beth? The uh, the new 28-story crazy high-rise that's going to go... Beth doesn't deal in apartments. She deals in houses. <laughs> she deals in mansions. And rightly so. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, it's a 28-story development that's going to go in that little slice of parking lot right by... Uh, Orkin? Orchid Garden? Yeah. Right well, downtown, right by right the Sunrail downtown. Station. And they're actually going to be eventually taking over the Orchid Garden spot. Really? I think that's going away. Really? Uh, yeah. All yeah. right. That'll be the second phase, but the that's first big, phase is the parking lot. I've seen the pictures of this this apartment building. It's apartments and, and offices and retail space 180 and all that. hotel rooms. There's 8,000 square feet of retail. And the new... They're actually going to move up the South Street Sunrail Station to be part of this yeah. building. And there's money there, too. I don't, is the city kicking in on that? The kid, yeah, that's what our angle was for this. Because I've written about it before that it was coming. But this was... Uh, the city's paying a million five hundred thousand max. Beth, how, uh, how long have you sold houses like downtown? For 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. What's it been like from 12 years ago to now? What's oh the market gosh. like? How's it's it changed, changed so much? Well, I mean, there was the downturn in 2008, 2009. So, I mean, everything, I mean, I've seen it go from everything crazy to nothing but short sales and bank-owned properties. And that was horrific. Um, you know, just kind of navigating through that. And now prices are back up to where they were in 2006. Mm. So actually, like, we're in a much better place now. Um, and now 30% of houses in the month of June go under contract within seven days. Wow. Like, it's, it's a little crazy Seven right now. days. Yeah. And the most of that activity you see under, you know, in homes under 300,000. Uh, mine, 300, mine fits both of that category. It's under 300? Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. seems to be, I'm seeing a huge trend for things to be above 400,000 in our hoods, but, mm-hmm. but they oh, are yeah. sticking around longer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Anything at the, the higher price points tend to, you know, you have less buyers at the higher price points. Right. So those tend to stick around a little bit longer, have some more days on market. But, but even so I was looking at houses in the 400s downtown, like right in the Lake Eola, yeah. um, historic districts. And like, they're going still in like seven days, 10 days. Wow. I mean, still, I mean, especially the historic districts because people want to be like right in the heart of downtown. Yeah. They Plus there's only sell. so few of them. I mean, oh you can find an old house in Orlando. There's fault. only so many. Yeah, it's, it's uh, your fault. Right about it. Yeah. That's yeah. All people hear what about would have happened yeah. if you weren't here? <laughs> well, and, and you just touched on it. Like we have about a two and a half month supply. It's a seller's market. So, I mean, we just, we have hardly any inventory and lots of buyers and the same thing in the rental market. I don't focus on the rental market, sure. but rentals are the same way. They go so quickly and that's what's driving prices up. That's what they drove can, our, um, we had to launch a whole new column called our rental roundup yeah. just because people were, con- we kept writing about things that were for sale and they're like, man, we rent and there's nothing here. How do we find it? Oh, it's so hard. It's yeah. So I mean, hard. I rented a house here for five or six years and I got lucky. I, I didn't even find it online. I think I called a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who sure. had a house and luckily it was a beautiful house. Before it ever hit the market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I got it and I stayed there until I bought a house. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you ever sell condos, Beth, or is it only houses? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes downtown or yep. Um, all right. But more often, single family. That's, okay, that's what I really love to sell, probably ah. the most. Um, yeah, this this tower downtown. I've seen the photos, and it seems like it's going to be built on like a postage stamp. But <laughs> I guess you can build up and, yeah. and you can build up. Yeah. It's far away from the the further away you are from the executive airport, the higher you can get. Oh, okay. Because of mm-hmm. uh, airplane. Rules. I mean, I'm looking out the windows right now here at Macbeth Studio, and you know, I moved here in 2010, and there's just like probably 10 or 10 new apartment complexes downtown at least. 
since I moved here mm-hmm. on Orange Avenue and, and downtown sure. by Publix and near the 408. And they just keep building them. South Eola is packed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, right. now you have UCF like coming to downtown. Mm-hmm. So they have to fill, you know, they're anticipating what, 7,000 kids? At least. Oh my gosh. Attending. It's be crazy. And I don't know how many living, I can't remember how many living on campus. I, I think I it's like 2,000 living yeah. on campus. I can't remember. If I'm wrong, let me know, bungalow. (laughs) They will. I'm sure they will. (laughs) Yeah, but that's going to change downtown a lot. Like, just to see how that's going to. Actually, don't you have a couple of listings downtown? Well, let's call attention to them right now. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? One of them just went under contract. Okay. So we'll talk about uh, seven days. That can fall through, though. It happens. (laughs) It does happen. I think I did that one time. (laughs) But you know what? We'll talk about. um, Yeah, one of my um, favorite listings that um, in College Park right now is on Westmoreland, twenty-two eighteen North Westmoreland. It's um, just under fifteen hundred square feet. It's a three-two all upgraded. Even the bones, the roof, the plumbing, the HVAC, the electrical all the bones of the uh, property so you can move right in nice. and settle in and it's it's just gorgeous so if you're looking for college park downtown living walking distance to everything that edgewater has to offer and it's like literally steps away from credo which is like my favorite so <laughs> and, and another saying. selling point which maybe you want to put on on the listing mm-hmm. is that you could be my neighbor yeah <laughs> Not, not your really. next door neighbor but yeah. I, I live in college park Jason, you're like okay fine it's not you're close. I know exactly where that house is. You can I live. walked by that house the other day. <laughs> That's so the selling point. Walking That's the selling point. John yeah. will know where you live. Yeah. No, <laughs> right. it, it happens to be. Can we say who owns it? Is that I, super secret? Uh, no, 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 it's not super it's secret. Fias, it might help sell the house. Fias Kara, Kara, uh, the food critic of Orlando Weekly. We yeah. love him. Yeah. It's, it's his house. Fancy. Fellow Canadian. So it probably smells of like Brent. good food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow Canadian. Canadian of Brendan O'Connor. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Uh, we're Commonwealth They're buddies. They're clean. Yeah, like clean up the house. And All those Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my house is, is the... Uh, yeah, you're the exception. We've broken that. But no, I've seen the house. It's a beautiful it's house. beautiful. Beautiful landscaping. Landscaping. Beautiful yard. Like everything is like lots of attention to detail. That house is just gorgeous. Plus living in College Park is where it's at. I don't yeah. know about you Mills 50 folks, but... Living in College Park, Brendan, we can we can walk to Credo, as Beth said. Snobs. We can, we can all snobs walk over to Park. Armando's if we yeah. want. To your or Art we go to Deco my favorite Publix. place. What? Kavanaugh's. Kavanaugh's Fine Wine is the greatest oh. wine shop. What is that? I've not been there. It's a wine shop on oh. Edgewater. Jay owns it. You should go by. I think you should do a video profile for bungalore.com. It's wine. I mean, there's only so many ways you can show a wine shop. But uh, Jay's a good guy. If you don't know Kavanaugh, he's not even paying me for this. But John, go if in you're there. creative enough, you, you could do it. The best thing about Kavanaugh is I will say really quick. If you go in there and you say, hey, I want a bottle of wine, he'll find you a good bottle, but he won't pick like the most expensive one. Are you go, taking money on the side right now? Right now? No. no, okay. no. <laughs> anyway, go to Kavanaugh's. It's great. And also buy this house. Yeah. Me. We'll be neighbors. Yeah, the price is uh, three fifteen, and uh, so yeah, that's You're, great. Just reduced, it's a great price, yeah. super affordable. A price adjustment was uh, made. Yes, yeah, so a price looks, improvement. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> I would put money on. Just look at. We actually wrote about it once on Bungalore.com. It was one of our house of the days. Um, check it out because the furniture is gorgeous. Like yeah. I want the furniture as much as I want Probably the house. Not. 
Yeah. I think if you offered. Maybe. Things <laughs> right? are, you know, anything's sure. negotiable. People do that. They're like, yeah, like, I like how you arranged it. Here's another. Nobody's ever said that to X my X amount of dollars. <laughs> right? they, never, they don't want your wife's handmade snake ceramics. No. Actually, we bought that snake. Did you? I did. In <laughs> Canada. It's a Nova Scotia snake. Very, sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> it is. Can we say euphemism yeah. on the radio? I don't know. So we got a new brewery coming to town? Yeah. Did you hear about that? I did. I'll bungalow her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, what's it called? The Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company. Okay. Which on paperwork, it said Joyland Brewing, which is much better <laughs> because it's named after the first water park to ever be in Orlando. Joyland? Which used to be, it was this huge, those one of those uh, wooden slide what? ramps into Lake oh. Ivanhoe. I'm sure somebody oh flipped backwards, hit their head and yeah, died. Many and people. Take it, <laughs> take it out. Like everything good from the 1920s. <laughs> somebody had to die first. You had to die first to make it legit. But yeah, there's some really cool historic photos of it so where are they putting um, this at i actually profiled there was an old wooden warehouse that was on the corner of alden and brookhaven i mean the brewery i don't care where the old that's place where was. it's oh, going okay. <laughs> <laughs> they tore down the wooden part but they left up where? the mason block warehouse i don't even know do you know where city beautiful church is kind of cole neesmith who's behind immerse or creative city project has a church that's on the street too um behind it's right at the corner of the baseball fields. All right. Like yeah, Highland like by that fields. urban trail right there. Yeah, on the other side of the baseball field yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, Probably like by Hammer Lamb is like the neighbor yeah, in the back. Like behind or? the camera shop. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, so there, there's there like nothing there right now? Or? They, they, Crossman and Co. bought the site or they owned it and then they just tore down this like beautiful wooden warehouse. It's gone. I did a photo tour. You can check it out on bungalore.com before they took it down. Um, but you could like see through the slats on the floor down to the ground. <laughs> like, oh. it, was, it needed to come down. All right. <laughs> um, and then they retrofitted this uh, mason, the cement block uh, warehouse that's still there. I think it's like 4,000 square feet. And so they're going to add on a wraparound porch, call it a day, make it a brewing tasting room. And then everything's going to be named after like local historic How landmarks. Fun. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling that whole stretch the, uh, the barley what is it? Barley Row. Barley Row. Right. I kind of like that. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Virginia Drive. Now, Beth, I know you don't sell like uh, retail space, mm-hmm. but do you know anything about that market? Is that doing any better or worse? Not or? really. I mean, I, I have commercial realtors that are uh. friends and they're telling me that like with space, like right in downtown Orlando, that there's hardly any vacancies and that's driving prices up as well. So I think that market... Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of, it, usually they follow each other kind right. of a little bit. So, yeah. So while I don't sell uh-huh. that market, I just kind of, I like to hear what's, what's going on. I want to hear more about like Hourglass District. Are you yeah. over in that area? You know what? I, I have not heard of anything like n- any new news going sure. on there, but I, I, find, I feel like these little districts are so exciting to me. So Beth, they're really, first of all, the guy that's driving it is beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Giovanni. Does he listen to this or I not? So. I want this a number of times. I'm sure I didn't He's hide it. He's going to get a restraining order He like you. stepped down out of his giant SUV and into Chariot. my, and into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who is this man? I can say this. I'm like super sick. I'm like sweating. Like this guy got out of his SUV and I felt the exact same way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he just, beautiful man, visionary, Mary, hourglass right? district, married to a woman. <laughs> They all are. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> Six beers. <laughs> we'll be cuddle buddies in no time. Um, but he is driving that. And I, it'll be interesting just because in how those markets follow each other. Yeah. That area is just so super affordable. 
everybody's moving there because yeah. those houses are like there's like hundred thousand dollar bungalows there yeah because everything is kind of pushing right pushing out you mm. know so things are not going to be affordable for for long you know close to downtown it just it keeps on spreading and spreading so i think when yeah. i was looking for houses we looked over there but we did think it was too far and this is like like conway area right yeah like okay. conroy no Con, conway like Fern creek and like Curry zaza's Ford. cuban diner yeah yeah yeah, and they got good yeah. stuff. They got Pizza Bruno's Bruno. over there. And but that's what sun that, that market, how that market's following it. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. following where all those people are starting to like flip those houses and stay. Yep. Every, there's nothing for these people to do at night. Mm-hmm. So now they're like catching them halfway. They don't all have to come back downtown. And three years ago, I, I looked. I started looking at houses three years ago. I don't think we ever even considered over there because there wasn't a bunch to do. Right. Right. And now, I mean, mm-hmm. now that they're building it up, it might be oh like. People are going to want to move there. Yeah. They're not traditionally a bungalow or neighborhood like someone that we cover, but I'm feeling the pressure like to start looking. Oh, yeah. It. No, yeah. I think so, too. And mm-hmm. I do remember, though, even driving down Curry Ford years ago, like it could be a cool. I mean, they have a lot of local restaurants mm-hmm. over there. I mean, that's where Charlie's is, the the bakery shop. And sure. like you said, the, the Zaza. Close to Johnny's, there's like, right? There's yeah. A, yeah. Johnny's and there's a and Greek, uh, there's and a Greek actually, restaurant over there. And that's a great segue to that new story that I just did on yeah. Orange Hill Cemetery. <laughs> cool. How did you even know this place existed? No. Did you know I John? Kind of did. It was a Sentinel story back when. Along did the, did they write about where like nobody was taking care of it and then yeah. somebody stepped in and volunteered? Were, for some reason there was a point. Okay, so this this cemetery is for the indigent. Mm. Uh, so for nameless people, people who for whatever reason died and they couldn't identify who they were because they were homeless or they were from out of town or wherever. So they started burying these people there in 1907. And then the last recorded burial was in 1961. Wow. And for whatever reason, between 1961 and the mid 90s, they just lost track that it was a cemetery wow. until the county did like some audit of pro- their big property audit, see what they were using, what for. And they found there's there's only 12 markers and there's like 522 people buried there. Yeah. Wow. But only 12 people have markers and they're all like little bricks so that you can just mow over them. Okay. So they didn't want anything. You'd have to like drive a lawnmower around. Right. Oh so that's why when you look at it, it's just like this big grassy space on the corner of like... It's in a, Michigan and something? And Fern or? Creek okay. and, or mm-hmm. but it's like Michigan and it's a huge intersection. Somewhere by Johnny's. Right. Directly across from Johnny's filling wow. station, Johnny's other side. Uh, the whole it's part of this huge lot that's where the juvenile retention center is yeah. mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about it's just super interesting and so these people like there's I just don't understand it's 2017 there's no marker there's no like memorial we have we have literally over 500 unmarked graves in Orlando yeah, yeah. I mean I can understand going back to the early 1900s that record keeping wasn't so great especially and- for people who yeah, if you yeah. just came to Orlando and died and nobody right. knew who yeah. you were, then you know, throw them in those so, throw them in, in the, the cemetery. They call it a potter's potter's yard. Yeah. Potter's field. What do they do now with people that they don't know? Like, they have one they have another one, but it's over near Avalon because this oh. one's at capacity. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's called something something gardens. It's like Remembrances Gardens. Uh. But oh. it's basically the same premise. Yeah. But they get markers. Do they right. cremate them or do they, I can't imagine they, they bury them. them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. I might be wrong. I don't know. It just seems cheaper and I didn't go that far cremate. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it super, I just am so interested. Yeah. What would it take? What would it, like, there's no, people can like, there's no curbs. 
on specifically on this corner so that people can just like drive their pickup trucks up and just have a picnic and take off. There's Do no they? fence. They don't know what's beneath them. They were, and oh. there's supposedly just this one sign from the county saying, don't go here. Um, hmm. But come on, guys. It's a cemetery. You I can't think there's tell another me one can... in Castleberry that something similar happened where they sort of forgot about it right. for a long time. And somebody took it on themselves. I want to say it was an Eagle Scout within the last four or five years. And they went through and tried to figure out who was who and sort of kept it up so people didn't ruin the cemetery. I think just like one marker, one statue, something yeah. to let people know. So yeah. it might be a bungalow project. I haven't decided yet. little remembrance. Yeah, right? Stone item. So you want to go from that to throwing up at uh, <laughs> throwing up over at <laughs> Stubborn, Stubborn Mule? Mule? Well, so this seems Aww. to be the theme <laughs> for my week is throwing up. Um, I, I don't know. about this. You did write about it, and we did get some, some nasty mail? emails. Yeah. From them? Yes. All but right. Go ahead. Tell, tell people what we're talking so about. So I will, I will explain. Um, we only have a few minutes here, but I was having brunch at the Stubborn Mule one day with a lot of people, and we were chatting with the server, and somehow it came up about Sunday and fun day and drinking and all that, and she offhandedly said, you know, if somebody gets a little too inebriated here at the Stubborn Mule and they lose their brunch, that's my words, not hers, uh, we typically charge them $150 to clean it up. And so we were, so we were talking to the server for several minutes about this, and, and she said it a few times, and I wasn't just by myself. And so, sure enough, I wrote up a quick story. And, you know, to be fair, if you puke on somebody's property, I think it's fair enough that, you know, I don't want to clean it up as a server, so you probably should be charged. And so uh, I think you took it from there, Brendan. <laughs> But I, I stand on by it. my reporting, Good. by the way. I sat on it for a little bit, and then I called somebody, and I spoke to the manager, and they confirmed it, and they said that it was on their brunch menu, listed on their brunch menu. Uh, which I didn't see. Which I didn't see either. And actually, we went. We were at, <laughs> well, we're, we were at a local love event. Yeah. Um, just around the corner from the, the other night. a little investigation. We went in and just asked to look at a brunch menu. A couple of dudes coming in, asking mm-hmm. to look at, at your brunch menu. At 5 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and, they, uh, and it wasn't printed. I didn't see it. But the girl still confirmed. Kind that of. they do that. Yeah. Um, Maybe not the price. Not, right. Not the price. I don't know. I, I so don't I, understand, I, why, I don't I understand why you back away from it. Just be like, yeah, you throw up at our place. You can't charge somebody something that's not listed. Oh, okay. You have to have a listed price. I didn't know that. Because that's illegal. Because then you're doctoring the bill. Oh, okay. Um, now that's fair enough. And it has yeah. to be publicly posted. Ah. And it's not posted anywhere. Okay. And so to their service or to their credit, they have. They told us that they have not had to charge anybody. Yet. Okay. Well, that. All right. Fair enough. Which I hope is true. But then they. It's sad. I like it there, and the oh, food I, I think is delicious. And I feel sad because they're sad that we wrote about it. Oh, I know. But then, but, well, but my response. Policy, I know. Then. My response was, well, if you're that upset that we wrote about it, you probably feel bad that you're doing it. Yeah. Right. So if if you think it's a bad thing, I wrote about it, then don't do it. Yeah. I know Uber drivers charge about that much. Right. Like if you throw up in their car, which, you know, yeah, I would. I would it's got to be posted. That. Right. Well, you know what? It's not posted, though, anywhere either. I don't think. It might think. be in the fine yeah. print. Maybe, it is. maybe when you book Contract. your Uber, oh, okay. maybe, maybe it's in there. I don't know. But I know the Uber driver that I was talking to because I was like, because we were talking about how picking up the drunks and I was like, <laughs> would you ever have that happen where somebody freaks out and 
throws up and yeah, he said it's 150 bucks and he's got like a bunch of stuff in his car, like gloves. Oh my <laughs> like God. Maybe I can't imagine I'd want to see know. on the menu, you puke, you pay 150. You it know? makes me think of a Roseanne episode, like just covering your, like, her couch is always covered in plastic wrappers. Yeah. Yeah. I like Roseanne. It's a fun show. All right. And with that, yeah, we're going to come back. Don't go anywhere. Back to Bungalore and the Bus. I'm the Bus, John Busdecker. And I'm Brandon O'Connor with Bungalore.com. And we are talking all things kind of real estate today because we have Beth Hobart, seller, yeah. producer, hey. extraordinaire of hey girl. homes hey. and all kinds of stuff here in Orlando. Top performing realtor in Florida. In one the of world. Them. In the world. <laughs> the universe. Yeah. In the universe. You want a house? I, I you go talk to Beth Hobart. <laughs> What's your X-Men power? Selling houses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. Uh, what were we just talking about? We were talking about throwing up. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we can move on from that. Uh, Let's not talk about that. Hey, do you know anything about this World Cup thing? I know they want to bring it here in 2026. Is that right? Oh, that's so far. Is it 2026? I think so. And Jim is like over the moon. He's Jim, so is, excited. Jim is Beth's husband, we should mention. Jim Hobart. He's not here. We don't always have to qualify. That's right. A woman well, with a man. Well, she's she says with. Jim, like everybody knows him. So <laughs> different I make people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so excited about. You like that. soccer? I mean, you, you oh, go yeah, to most of the soccer games, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm on the board for Orlando City Foundation. Kay Rollins, she's amazing, and uh, yeah. So has that come up in board meetings? The World Cup thing. A little bit. I mean, I don't have any update. We didn't talk about it yesterday. Super at the board secret meeting, stuff. But, you can tell <laughs> but no, like I don't really. Yeah, Jim like is all soccer all the time. Right. He's English, even though he doesn't sound English. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so he's more knowledgeable about the World Cup and how that works. I don't really know. I think you got to put you got to put a bid works. in, and then FIFA picks it. Don't you have to like pay that corrupt like FIFA sure. official yeah, like it's twenty million dollars right. and like tear down a rainforest? <laughs> and, isn't you know that what? what happens? But you know, with all the awesome sporting events that we've had here. Like right. I feel like we're on the map. Like oh, we yeah. probably could get it. Oh, definitely. I mean, I really we had it before. Yeah, it was here in Orlando in '94. Well, ultimate, yeah, that's right. Ultimate I four will be finished by then. Hopefully, 2026. Sunrail will be shut down by then, right? Uh huh. Kidding. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> Moonrail. <laughs> but no, it's. Supposed, I think it was the 2026 bid, and they're trying to get it in. I think it's a Canadian, United States, Mexican bid. I think it's all one. They're trying to do like all the games would be in those three places from what i read i thought i read that i don't think we're against that i think it's like a north american bid i don't understand yeah well they have different games all over the the sort of region so back in 94 because i was in michigan at the time they had them in michigan but they also had them in orlando and they had all these different sites okay so maybe like i said maybe i read this wrong but i thought it said seems like you could spread the cost out a little bit and do like a north american Sort of FIFA, but World what's Cup. the cost if you already have the infrastructure and stuff? Just hosting, and and you might need to do upgrades depending on where you're at. I yeah. don't know. I I'm not a FIFA World Cup expert. Well, tell us, Beth. I know. I, I need a lifeline. Like I need to call. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> call Lillian. Lillian. Call Lillian. Lillian. I don't know how it all works. We can but I... say that we are definitely <laughs> suited here in Orlando we to ho- host a soccer game. Yeah. We are suited. Yeah. Well suited, even put that on the application. 
even yeah. even Disney. I mean, if you had to do practice mm-hmm. stuff, you can do practice stuff out at the Disney fields and then yep. have the games here. And yep. Any exhibitions they might want to do. So we have a lot of space for Elon it. Musk's Hyperloop might be done by then. Uh-huh. Did you hear about that, John? Uh, Kind of. It's like a high-speed thing. You get to Miami in like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. high-speed rail. That would be amazing. In a tube. It's basically you're a bullet. Yeah. And they just shoot you back and forth. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one. We, we didn't mention this in the first part of the show, but we should talk about this now is the passing of Billy Maines. Uh, last week at this time we were recording and um, he was in the hospital then. And so we didn't receive news until after our show had been finished that he had passed away. And so now it's been about a week or so. And um, you know, there's been memorials online and, and Billy passed away. If you're not familiar with Billy, he was a columnist at the Orlando Weekly for a very long time where Brendan used to work. And he was the editor at Watermark for a long time as well. Or two years or so, maybe mm-hmm. 18 months. And he passed as away. As long as I've been with Bungalow, he's been at Watermark. Yeah. Yeah. And so he passed away last Friday around 4 o'clock. And, and we sort of, I saw the news online. And there's been a lot of outpouring here in Orlando. Um, I know, Brendan, you knew him probably better than I did. But I will tell my quick story, my Billy Main story. I was a reporter at the Sentinel at one point, And I had asked Billy to appear in a video. Uh, I was doing these videos with people all around town. And... I had called him and I said, you know, I want you to be in a video and, and we do something fun during the video. And he and I said, well, what do you like to do for fun? And I think if I remember right, his answer was, I like to drink vodka. It's true. <laughs> and true. so I was like, well, Billy, I can't do a whole video of you and I just drinking vodka. So we need to go do something. And I, so one of us suggested miniature golf, probably me, because I don't think he was much of a miniature golfer. So he agreed to go play miniature golf with me, and uh, I show up, and he showed up with Tony, his husband, and he was wearing a sweater, and it was 100 degrees that day. I thought he was going to pass out, but uh, that's, that's what he wore, and we had a really fun round of miniature golf where he put the ball in the water twice, <laughs> and he, uh, I don't know, we just had a really good time, and then we did an interview afterwards, and I... Asked him some questions about, you know, how he came here to Orlando. He's actually from Tallahassee, I think. He worked in Tallahassee. Came here 20 years ago and, and worked for the weekly and sort of worked his way up, he had said. Yeah, he was in sales. Uh-huh. He was and, in sales when he started, and then, which is so funny. You never make that jump from sales to editorial. Yeah. They're just two very separate departments, uh-huh. um, especially at the weekly. So it's it, just, just so funny. That he he sort that. of told the story where kind of where he got pushed into the spotlight was when he ran for mayor. Sure. And the story goes, uh, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer at the time had been indicted on some voting charges that eventually were dropped. But during like a little bit of a space where there was no one running for mayor, I think, Billy said, oh, I'll run for mayor. And his slogan was, he said his slogan was Citizen Maine, like Citizen <laughs> Kane. And so anyway, after the mayor, Buddy Dyer, after the charges were dropped, he sort of dropped out of the race, and, and after that, he became more of a sort of columnist and sort of doing stuff on Orlando City Council. And so, anyway, we had a, we had a great time that day, and, and, and the video's up online. If you go to YouTube and Google Billy Maine's YouTube, Orlando Sentinel, you'll find it. And we just had a lot of fun. Then I'd see him a lot around town at a lot of events, you know, Orlando Fringe and just sort of out and about. And I think the last time I saw him, Brendan, was on stage at Pachakasha. He did a presentation okay. about sort of it's interesting thinking back on it now because it was like his whole life 
sort of leading up to fighting for gay rights and sort of like his purpose on the planet almost. And it was all about that. And then when he finished, that was probably the last time I saw him. Yeah, me too. Did you know, do you have a memory of Billy Maines? You know what? I, I didn't know him that well. And I'm so sad that I missed, that I didn't have the opportunity. Jim knew him better than I did. Yeah. Um, but I will say with all the negative stuff that's usually on Facebook where people are fighting with politics and everything, all the tributes have been really beautiful. And that's been, you know, that's my biggest takeaway is just, um, just hearing how people remembered, you know, have been remembering him and you know, putting out tributes to him. So it's been really nice. Like NPR did a great, yeah. um, Ari Shapiro. Oh, I loved it. Um, yeah. And Kat Welch for intersection did a great piece too with yeah. Ian Sullivan yeah. and Tony and everything. It was great. Yeah. And I know Brendan, you worked with him for yeah. a long time. Yeah. We you were good friends. He, uh, and I didn't really know when I first came here, he was friends with Scotty cause they were part of that old gay bar uh, circus from like the 80s they just had always been in each other's orbits you can actually he used to write this really cool column called blister and it was like about it was like Carrie Broad, Bradshaw in huh. Orlando but like Carrie Bradshaw she was doing hardcore drugs every night and then writing about it afterwards like it was crazy and so she he his columns were just insane super lyrical and then every once in a while, Scotty's name like pops up in the background because he's like this house plant, <laughs> this like at gay bars. He's just I don't know. It's so funny. Um, and then he I don't know. He just became. Uh, he was just very nice to me when I was at the weekly. He was kind of a mentor. Um, I never have really thought of myself as a writer, so that he but he, kind of made me, wake up to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I will say, Brandon, you wrote a really good tribute to him. Yeah. Thank you. It was oh, very yeah. nice. Thanks. Yeah, I don't want to fish, uh, but it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be able to have a an outlet where you can work through those feelings. Um, you know, whether it was through Pulse or uh, just the things that keep coming up like that, and so something like it, I don't want to not to cheapen Pulse, but. And the, the effect that it's had on me is very similar mm-hmm. um, to lose someone like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think Orlando Weekly is going to do something this week coming up. I think it was too late for their deadline last week. Yeah, to do something like this. So they, they, they couldn't do anything. So I think in their next issue, which I think is August 2nd, they, I, I was told they were going to do something. And I don't know if there'll be anything else. I hope there is. I hope there's some sort of, I don't know, mural name of a street something I'm ready for something else besides a mural but well, whatever I, or I mean t- murals something. and t-shirts are done i think maybe like a cool imagine if they put like a billy main statue i think that'd be where awesome. the confederate statue was. <laughs> i think that'd, that'd be, be great amazing. put up a billy Maine's bronze i think that'd be great then we can go visit on pride yeah and like people get married in front of it i just think how cool it's funny i mean it's funny you say marriage the day that orlando mayor buddy dyer had the mass wedding out front, I had covered that for the Sentinel as well, and we were live that day, so we live streamed the whole wedding. And then afterwards, I sort of got in front of the camera and started interviewing people around, and I'm sort of interviewing these couples, and, and you know, why'd you get married? Why, why, you know, why today? And actually, Billy was there, and I pulled Billy on camera. I went back and watched this. I'd have to go back to remember exactly what I said, but uh, so we talked that day for a few minutes, and you know, he talked about how important it was that this was happening, and he didn't think it would happen, but it did, and. And uh, it, it was a good little interview. So if you can find it, same thing. That's on YouTube as well. And, and he just sort of popped up because obviously he would be there covering it for the weekly. Well, we all got a glass of water. So let's cheers to Billy Beans. Yeah. If you got yes. a drink out there, raise it. Chink, clink. Cheers.
So with Go. that, I actually, I have to, I'm going to leave the show to Beth and Brendan. Oh, wait, Bungalow or in the Beth. Does that work? Hey, oh, hey welcome to Bungalow or in the Beth. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you guys take it over. Thank you so much for coming on here, Beth, and you two have a fantastic time. See Thanks. you later, John Busdecker. See you later. Thanks for having me. Single bus. Beth, we've got a couple openings, some, some new restaurant openings. Oh, I'm excited. I want to hear what you think. Um, Foxtail Coffee Shop. Oh, God. Open, yes. Right? That's very exciting. <laughs> Opening up in Dovecote. Yay! Would you go there before it was Foxtail? I did. I would go there um, to just, like, meet my friends for a little cup of coffee. And, yeah, I loved their coffee to begin with. And now having Foxtail downtown, fantastic. Holler. I love yeah. it. I, I will can't... actually go, like, I will go out of my way to go there <laughs> have coffee in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about this new ramen place that's going to open up in Old Tijuana? Did you hear Do about you that? Do you know I have not experienced the whole ramen thing yet? Because I know okay. at East End, I know that they have a ramen place. I have, I, yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I uh, I know they put like ham in it, mm-hmm. ham and like eggs. It's and like, it's like a broth, noodly goodness yeah. ramen. Have you ever watched a Miyazaki movie? No. No? He's this guy who does like <laughs> animated movies. Um, and there's this one that he did that's kind of like The Little Mermaid. And it's called Ponyo. Mm-hmm. And they eat ramen. Oh. And there's this little girl that just yells ham. Oh. And they think it's so funny. Ham! <laughs> Ponyo! I, mean, I want to try it. <laughs> it's called Jinya. Uh, Jinya Ramen Bar. They have 27 locations. Oh. You're going to open 2018. It's exciting. Should be good. So that's a new ramen spot. Mm-hmm. Farm and house. Mm-hmm. Farmhouse. Have you ever used them? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're over at, aren't they over at East End? They are. Yeah. And she's kind of going through, they're going to go through some changes on the 7th. Mm-hmm. They're going to do on-demand service. So you don't oh. have to order. Anyone who's used them in the past, you have to order by like 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Before you can get these like super cool locally made dishes brought to your house between five and seven. Oh, that's what I need. Right? I do. I have zero time. <laughs> I just want to like show up and then there's a little paper bag with my food ready for me. Right? That's fantastic. <laughs> but I'd have to make it quick or I'd get food poisoning again, right? <laughs> right. No more leftovers, <laughs> I don't especially want not Mexican. I think that's my like 2017 rally is like right. no more leftovers. Nope. Get rid of it. Um, so they are also, so they're going through this on-demand thing and then they're also going to like redo their East End market space. It's going to be called Bowl Bar. Oh. So it's all like bowls. Oh. Because bowl bowls bar. are so hot right now. Everybody Beth. wants a bowl. Everybody wants a bowl. Right. <laughs> it's like three different things. Like bowl, everything on rice. <laughs> rice and salads. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about him. You know what? I think he lived over at Park Lake Towers. You know what? the White Tower on Colonial? Okay. Right across from Park Lake? Well, I think he lived like in one of the top, you know, penthouses. What? I'm not kidding. I really think that that was like the claim to fame <laughs> of that building. I had a friend that lived there and he'd be like, you know who lives here? And I didn't yeah. even know there was an Orlando connection. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I believe, unless unless it's not him. It, wouldn't it be funny if it's, it's totally not somebody else? person. <laughs> that might be the case. I believe it, Beth. Yeah. Beth Hobart. We'll just run, we'll roll with that. He, uh, he's coming to town. He's going to speak at Rollins on the 4th. Wasn't he the? Wasn't he also an airplane? The movie, yeah, airplane, yeah. Oh, those were the funniest. <laughs> I, those never get old for me. He went through a whole way. acting thing. Yeah, he. Uh, I guess he got an award, like a lifetime achievement award or something. What's the like oh. the top American award for oh. being an American? Oh, and then you get it from the president. Oh, 
I don't he got know. it from Obama. It was like one of the things like Obama did before. Yeah, it's like there's something citizen. Is is that it? Oh God, I don't know. I'm so Canadian. I don't know. know. I should I should know. I'm the only American here. You know what I do know about <laughs> our bike racks. And uh, Mills 50's got those new bike racks. Do you see those? It's exciting. Yeah, they look like bikes. Yeah. Wait, the bike racks look, look like, like bikes? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it's bike racks that look like bikes. There's six of them, all different colors. They just put on an orange one in front of the orange studio, which is where that giant buffalo is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't in the that meat, buffalo. In the meat district? Is and that the, what you're calling just it? Just around the corner from there. That's okay. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at Santiago's Bodega the other day, I thought of you because I saw the the. Bowl, the bowl. And I was like, it is the meat district. It is. There's the Orlando meats right next yeah. to Santiago's. Everybody has a bowl thing. Yeah. We should actually move our Buffalo 3D painting sculpture thing from, from Mills 50 over yeah. there. Maybe we will. It's the meat district. Good idea. I like it. I like that. Name. I like you. <laughs> uh, this is, oh man, this is a heavy episode. Did you hear about this new uh, HIV clinic that's opening in Mills 50? No. Uh, the city's all about it because Florida is like number one for new HIV infections in the country. In the country, we're number one. Isn't that crazy? I didn't realize that. And you know what? They, people don't talk about HIV and AIDS. Like, do you have you noticed that? Like, I don't know why it's been off the radar. So right. they don't talk about prevention. They don't talk about it anymore. And maybe it's because the drugs are so good that people maybe aren't dying from it. But if more people are getting infected, then the conversation Because nobody's to... dying, right? But then you think like, oh, I'm on, maybe they're on PrEP or something, which have you heard of that before PrEP? Mm-hmm. A lot of gay guys are doing it. It's a preventative. It's 99% effective. It's an oral medicine you have to take every day um, to keep the levels up. But mm-hmm. it apparently is 99% effective at preventing HIV infections. Interesting. No, um, I didn't hear about that. Right? So that's, but it's super expensive. So it's only like the richest guys can do it. Right. Um, and that's a big thing because it's all like these urban dudes on mm-hmm. prep. But then they're all still having, you know, risky partners. Right. Crazy. I think Interesting. It's prevalence of all these apps and things. So now there's mm-hmm. this new uh, clinic that's in Mills 50. I want to say it's close to that like pod of medical buildings just uh, past yes. Mills Park. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And then 99%, I think 90% of the money that they take in is going to go back into a foundation that runs it. Mm-hmm. And it's all about stopping the spread of HIV. That's great. Why do you think that they don't talk about it? Do you think it's because they have these drugs and other stuff? I like know. I wonder why there's no there's never anything that I ever hear about prevention or where that's like I hear a conversation. Young, I read a study that maybe the watermark shared about young queer youth thinking that there is a cure. So it's just not So they're not worried about it. They're as not much. worried about it. Because if you're not gonna die, who cares? Wow. Is the thing. Um I have no idea. I just don't understand wow. why people don't just walk around and body condoms all the time. Right. Right? People are dirty. People are dirty. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> not to say that if you're positive, you're dirty. That's no, no, no. That's about. not what I'm saying at all. That's not what we're saying. But we're just I'm, saying. I'm just saying you always have to wash your hands. Yeah. Hashtag protect yourself. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting real serious. <laughs> Events. Yay. <laughs> Let's talk about it. We only have a few minutes. Um, there's not crazy events happening, but tomorrow, Saturday, is the Bluebird Bake Shop 7th anniversary. Oh, that's exciting. Seven years of seven years? delicious cupcakes. Well, I had no idea it was seven years. When you eat a cupcake, how do you eat it? I take off the top and I eat it. Just on its own? Yeah, like I separate it out and uh-huh. I eat the top and then I eat the... Because I don't want to bite into it. I'm weird it. about biting into things like uh-huh. apples or... 
eat it. I don't know. I don't want to put my face in it. it? Like, yeah. is it like people seeing you eat it? Or yeah, is it, I think uh, maybe right. it's a combination. Like, I don't know if I look like crazy. <laughs> I was fascinated in high something. school. There used to be this boy who would like put his hand up over his mouth and then eat a sandwich because he didn't want people watching. But all it did was like make me want to watch. Right. So I was like, what? What's happening? Does he have like a tongue that comes out, like a frog tongue, <laughs> like a lizard? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I was not How do you nice. eat a cupcake? I uh, take off the bottom and I put it on top. <gasps> I've like seen Jenga. this before. Yeah, it's I've a Jenga sandwich, before. right? That's the way you do it. Yeah, eat it like a sandwich. I'm Squish that icing. You know what? That makes sense. I should try that. That way, I'm not embarrassed to eat the cupcake. <laughs> do you know DJ Nigel John? No. We taught. He's one of the best local DJs, and he did a tiny tourist with us. Tiny tourist walk episode every Saturday. We do tiny tourists and go walk a different, yeah, cool spot of town. And uh, Nigel walked with us in Audubon Park. We stopped at Bluebird and we showed him how to eat a cupcake because he had never, wow, he had no idea. See, and now I've, I know, right? I'm spreading the word. You can watch it if you want to watch Nigel 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 John eat a cupcake. I want to see it. <laughs> you, can, you can watch it. <laughs> um, the Atlanta Atlanta United's playing Orlando City again. Is that what I saw? I think so, yeah. That's crazy. Didn't we just it's, play like last week when they put up that weird billboard? Oh, yeah, that's right. I think it's just a different Just a different team. That's crazy. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of games. A lot of games. But you know what? But the games are fun, and <laughs> we've got tickets to – Jim and I have season tickets to the Lions and the Pride. So we're always okay. – there's always something to do in Orlando, that's for sure. We need to sell – they need to sell sun hats mm-hmm. for the games. Yeah. I have a big I purple mean, one that I made, and you can have it if you want. Oh, you have a special Merry Christmas. Hat. I made you a special hat. Oh, I want to see the special hat. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to bring it today because I'm under the weather. Uh, Vocal fry. Um, <laughs> bottle share. Have you heard of this? No. Uh, Broken Cauldron, which is that really cool brewery next to the stadium. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, where a lot of the marches start, right? Mm-hmm. They have this program called Bottle Share where you bring in, it's like a show and tell. If you have like a really cool bottle of beer that you oh. can't get anywhere, bring it in and like share it with people. That's fun. So everybody brings a bottle and you discuss beer things while opening bottles and sipping wow. with each other and making friends. That's fun. Yeah, so that's Saturday. That's uh, five to nine. And then Sunday, there's a Winter Park Canal tour. With uh, Lucky Paddle Co. They're like a stand-up paddleboard group. I've never gone paddleboarding before. Ever, ever? Ever. This might be too long. Okay. I feel like it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on this one. Don't do this one. I think this is for like pros. <laughs> I'd be like sitting in a canoe with like a mimosa on a straw. Like I can't... Standing up for like three hours sounds That's awful. That's a big to me. workout, like a good right? core and arms. I'd probably, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. I'd just sit down. No. I needed <laughs> like down, a little picket fence so nothing can like get up on. <laughs> Get up on my, oh, that's the my little fear. board. That's the fear I have. I'm right? just afraid. I can't see the bottom. I don't even go in the ocean because pe- things can eat you. <gasps> and I, you can see. But I, I there's don't a know. word for that. That oh, type a, of phobia. Oh, I don't know. It's I like can't. making the rounds on the socials. There's this whole thing. It's like a whole bunch of different gifts. Gift gifs. Oh, of like <laughs> waves and dark water oh. and like toes dangling over <gasps> the can't. deep no I oh, i'm gonna show it to you I later. Even, like i said i don't like to go into the ocean i don't like to go in, i don't like to go into bodies of water where i can't see the bottom because something i, I get wanna, it i don't want to go where things can eat me i just don't you're just don't an imaginative like. person <laughs> maybe that's how right. you died in a past life maybe it was maybe. a kraken <laughs> a kraken <laughs> gotcha 
Uh, the flag raising of the new <gasps> flag is on the yeah. Monday. Monday at one. Right? Are you gonna go? So, yeah, I think I am gonna go. I like the people that were on the committee to choose it. I think it looks really cool, and I don't know how they chose out of like what, All like thousands. I like the swan. Entries. The swan was so oh, good. Swan, yeah, the swan was really good. That's hard though to really to get it down to a manageable amount. Right. How do you do that? That's like a lot of thinking. A lot of. It's a lot of thinking. Meeting. It's a lot of meetings. Who likes to think that much, Beth? <laughs> it's a lot of Not thinking. Not me. It's exhausting. <laughs> and then the. Main Street's Restaurant <laughs> Week starts Yay! on the 4th. Uh, and that's like, it's a whole bunch of different types of pre-fee menus mm-hmm. at participating restaurants in all of our main streets from $5 to 10 to 20 to 30. Uh, so cool. Money goes to local restaurants. You're also supporting cool Main Street programs. It's great. Which they are taxed. They need some cash, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go out and support. Support your Main Streets. Yeah. And actually St. Joan, um, Jeremy Seegers, super cool local director uh, who does things just untraditional performances. He did one here at Macbeth Studios. Right. He did did an immersive. Yeah, it was really fun. He's doing a production of Joan of Arc, uh, St. Joan at Fred Stone Theater at Rollins, but it's a longer play, but it's like beautiful. I think there's going to be like neon lights and flower crowns and stuff. It sounds like an Instagram version of Joan of Arc, and I can't wait to see it. And that's wow. all weekend, uh, 8 o'clock every night. That sounds really so fun. So check it out. And that's all our events. That's all the time we have for this ep- this episode of Bungalore in the Bus. Beth Holbert, thanks for coming. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun, and hopefully I didn't sound like a like an idiot. So. No, you didn't. You sounded fantastic. <laughs> oh, good. And you, you look good, see. too. You can't see your hair, but it looks good. Oh, thanks. Tune in next week for Bungalore in the Bus. Otherwise, this episode's about to hit the podcast. Podcast. Yay!